Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. On December 26, 2004, a 9.1 magnitude earthquake rocked the Indian Ocean near Bangladesh. Within hours, a giant tsunami struck the coastal areas surrounding the ocean. Villages were destroyed as the massive waves flooded the land. Over 230,000 people were killed in a dozen nations. The devastation was unimaginable as the world was turned upside down. Eight-year-old Mary Yuranda was out with her family when the tsunami hit. Instantly, she was swept away by the current, separated from her family and everything she knew. In a moment, her entire life was turned upside down as the waters tossed her far from home. Somehow, little Mary managed to survive the flood, but she was unable to find her family. For days, she searched for them, wandering back and forth. But in the chaos and confusion of those hopeless days, Mary couldn't find her family. Eventually, she was taken by a stranger who forced Mary into slavery. She was beaten and forced to go beg on the streets, sometimes staying out on the street till 1 a.m. For seven long years, she was forced to beg, bringing money to the woman who had captured her after the storm. But in all those years, Mary never lost hope that she would one day be reunited with her family. Though everything around her had been shaken, she couldn't shake the longing to see them again. Though almost nothing physical survived that horrible day, the love she had in her heart survived. And then, one day, the miraculous happened. Mary was released by her captor and told the name of the village where her family lived. She couldn't remember her family's name or even what they looked like, but with new hope in her heart, Mary set out to find her family. And so it was that just a few days before Christmas in 2011, Mary arrived back in her hometown. A stranger heard her story and decided to help her. He led her to her grandfather. Even though her grandfather didn't recognize her, he took her to her parents. And she was reunited. After seven long years, Mary had found her family. When everything around her was shaken, when all was lost, there was one thing that would not leave little eight-year-old Mary. One thing could not be taken from her, a love for her family and a will to be reunited with them. Everything visible was lost. Everything temporal was turned upside down. Everything familiar was shaken, but the one thing that couldn't be taken away was internal, invisible, intangible. It was the power of love. And in Mary's true story, there's a lesson for all of us. You see, this world and all that is in it is temporary. It can easily be shaken. It can be removed. But there is something that cannot be shaken, something deeper than the things we see, something more lasting than the things we possess. It is the love of God, the unshakable, eternal love of God. For heaven and earth will pass away, but God and his kingdom will never pass away. And when your life is turned upside down, you can still find love. You can still find life when you search for the unshakable kingdom of God. 
That's the message in our sermon today. When your world is shaken, when everything is taken, when your life turns upside down, God is not shaken. His love can never be taken. His kingdom will endure. And when you find God and his love, and when you receive his kingdom, your life will become unshakable. But before we learn how to do that, let's bow our heads and pray together. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you that we are gathered in your presence to hear and receive your word and your truth. We lift up every heart that's listening and watching today, and I ask you to move in us by the power of your Holy Spirit. I submit every one of us to you now in the name of Jesus. I bind every voice of the enemy that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us, and in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to come and give us light and life and truth that our lives might be transformed and you might receive the glory. We thank you and we praise you now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. I want to invite you to join your faith with mine right now. Just put your hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Agape Hour. It's great to have you with me today as we continue our sermon series titled, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. In this time of uncertainty and upheaval, God has an answer for you. When everything around you is falling apart, God is not shaken. He's the rock that you can cling to. He has the answer for every situation you face. That was the lesson we learned last week when we began this sermon series. Remember, we studied the story of King Jehoshaphat and the nation of Judah when they faced a sudden and unexpected attack. When they didn't know what to do, they found victory and success in three simple steps. Number one, stay close to God. Number two, stand in faith. And number three, start to praise. And that's what you need to do when you don't know what to do. I encourage you to get the sermon and share it with your friends. Well, today we're going to take the next step in our journey and discover what to do when your life turns upside down. I invite you to download the notes and follow along with me as we discover three truths to guide you when your life turns upside down. Our scripture text for today is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, and verses 26 to 29. Hear the word of the Lord. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your hearts today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Listen carefully to what God is telling us today in this passage. He's promised and foretold that he will shake the heavens and the earth. So everything that we are passing through right now in the world has been foretold by God. It's not surprising, it's expected. But the good news is that God has told us this so that we can be prepared. He's warned us so that when it happens, we will know what to do when life is turned upside down. 
So today, let's discover from this passage three truths to guide you when your life turns upside down. And here's your first truth today. God is shaking the world to reveal the unshakable. Listen again to verses 26 and 27 from Hebrews 12. God says, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also, so that only unshakable things will remain. Now note something very important today. It is God himself who's doing the shaking. He says, I will shake. So the things that we are seeing in the world today are not a result of man, and these events are not a result of Satan. It is God who's doing the shaking. And he tells us plainly why all this shaking is taking place. It is to reveal the unshakable. God clearly tells us what he's shaking. He's shaking created things, temporary things. And he tells us why he's shaking them. So that only unshakable things will remain. He's going to replace all these temporal things with something better. Jesus himself taught us these truths in Luke 21, 25 to 27. Listen to his words. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And listen to the three areas that Jesus told us will be shaken right before he returns. First, he said there will be shaking in nature. The earth, the heavens, the seas, even the stars will be shaken. And it's clear from the news that is exactly what is happening right now. COVID-19 has shaken the earth, but that's not the only natural disaster facing man. There's an invasion of locusts in East Africa. For the last several years, there's been a severe drought in Australia causing massive wildfires. Right now on our earth, nature is being shaken, but that's not the only shaking. Listen to what Jesus said. He said there would be distress of nations. And this is also taking place right before our eyes. It's not just the physical realm, but there's a shaking going on in the governments of the world as well. World leaders seem helpless in the face of the coronavirus and the resulting economic collapse. The sad fact is the distress of nations is only going to get worse. Governments don't know what to do. They meet and discuss but there seems to be no answer. The United Nations doesn't know what to do. They may mean well and have good intentions, but they are hopeless to solve man's problems. For the fact is when God wants to shake something, he can shake it. Man may plan and prepare, but God is greater than any man, greater than any nation, greater than any army. How can man fight the Almighty? And God says that a time is coming when all that is temporal will be removed. He's shaking it now to show us that these things won't last. It's a sign of the world coming to an end, a sign of his return. And that brings us to the third thing Jesus said would be shaken. First the earth and the heavens, then the nations, then man himself. Jesus said men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. And this is certainly happening today. Mankind has no answer. You can run and you can hide, but there's no place to go from the current shaking. 
all the secure places are gone. And the only place you can find shelter in is in Christ alone. He's showing us how unstable and temporal the things of the world are. That's the message we see in Psalms 144, verses 3 and 4. Listen to how the Bible describes the temporary nature of mankind. O Lord, what are human beings that you should notice them? Mere mortals that you should think about them. For they are like a breath of air. Their days are like a passing shadow. That's the lesson we can learn from the tragic but true story of what is currently taking place in Tortefe, the village in the Volta that is disappearing into the ocean. Tortefe used to be a beautiful seaside fishing village in the Volta region of Ghana. It was situated on a peninsula and located about three miles from the seashore. But over the last few years, the ocean has been expanding, growing ever closer to the village. In fact, parts of the land that the village was situated on are now underwater. The old post office building is nearly completely submerged in the ocean. And with the approaching sea, vast tons of sand have been dumped into the village as well. Houses where people used to live have been abandoned to the sand. Soon the entire village will either be underwater or buried in sand. And there's nothing the people can do but watch helplessly as Tortove disappears. And that's how it is for all of us here on earth. The sea of eternity is approaching. It grows closer with every passing day. The security of this life is only an illusion. Even the mightiest fortress cannot withstand the encroaching sands of time. And one day everything you see will all be gone. Only those who flee to the refuge of God will endure. And God in his love wants to reveal the temporary nature of all that we see so that we will not put our trust in this life. That's why the Bible commands us in Colossians 3, 1 and 2, since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. And you have to understand that God is shaking the world for a reason. He's doing this to reveal what is solid and eternal and unshakable and what is temporary and fleeting and shakable. He's revealing this to us so that we will release the shakable and retain the unshakable. He's revealing these truths to us so that we will remove from our hearts the love of the worldly and replace it with the love of the heavenly. And he has a purpose in what is taking place right now. He looks down on the earth and he sees men trusting in their wealth. He sees even his children in the church trusting in the things of the world. And God is reminding us today that everything we see and everything we touch and all that we possess is only temporary. It can be shaken because it is not eternal. It can be shaken because it won't last. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. God is revealing the nature of this world so that we will release the shakable and retain the unshakable. That's why our prayer today should be like the prayer of David in Psalm 39, 4-7. Listen to his words. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. 
My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. We're merely moving shadows, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. And that brings us to our second truth today. When your life is turned upside down, understand that God reveals the unshakable to remove the shakable. Listen again to our scripture text in Hebrews 12, 27. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed. Everybody say, and removed. See, God is shaking the earth to reveal what is temporal so you will discover what is eternal. He wants us to set our eyes on the realities of heaven so we can receive what heaven has to offer. He wants to remove the shakeable from our hearts and lives. But the fact is you can't hold on to this world and gain eternal life. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25 to 27, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. In other words, in order to receive the eternal, you have to release the earthly. God never intended for this life and this world to be your permanent home. He never intended for this life and everything in it to be your focus. He's called us to live for something much greater, something more significant. He's called us to live for his eternal, unshakable kingdom. And compared to God's eternal, unshakable kingdom, this world has nothing lasting to offer to us. So why are you chasing the things of this world as if they mattered? That's the lesson we can learn from what happened at the local well in Ramchek, Cambodia. 50-year-old Tui Chin went to the well in his hometown of Ramchek, Cambodia one day to fetch water. Unfortunately, when he tried to get the water, he accidentally dropped his cigarette lighter and some coins into the well. The money wasn't much. It was equal to about three Ghana CDs. Nevertheless, Chin decided to go into the well to retrieve his belongings. So he got a ladder and put it into the well and climbed down to get his lighter. But he couldn't find the coins, so he climbed back out and left the ladder in place. When he got home, Chin told his teenage daughter that he'd lost the money in the well. He never thought that someone might try to climb into the well to retrieve the money. But later that evening, Chin's 11-year-old son did just that. He'd heard about the coins that his father had dropped, so he climbed down into the well at night searching for the coins. But what the boy didn't know was that at nighttime, oxygen levels in concrete wells drop dangerously low. In fact, the oxygen levels at the bottom of the well were so low, the boy lapsed into a coma within 40 seconds. He then went into convulsions, stopped breathing, and died. He died in the well, searching for coins worth three Ghana CDs. When the 11-year-old boy didn't come up out of the well, his 13-year-old sister then climbed down to find her brother. But she also 
died at the bottom. Then a 15-year-old sister followed into the well, and she also died at the bottom. When Chin's neighbors heard what had happened, they also climbed down into the well to try and help. Four neighbors died trying to rescue the Chin children. At the end of the day, seven people had died, all because of three Ghana CDs. How tragic that seven people would die seeking three Ghana CDs. What is three Ghana CDs? Divided among the seven people, it comes to about 42 pesos for each life. What a waste of life. What a foolish venture. What an insignificant sum for such a precious commodity. Yet, how many of us are making the same foolish mistake? How many of us spend our lives seeking things that are insignificant in the light of eternity? We take the one life we have and spend it running after things that don't last. We put our highest priority on gaining money and position and education and respectability and popularity and self-esteem. We'll sell our souls to go to America. Things that seem so important today but are meaningless in the eternal, unshakable kingdom of God. And God is using the current world crisis to refocus our attention on what really matters. Take, for example, your image and your identity. So often we take our identity from things related to this life on earth. Your job or your looks or your image. A lot of people today take their identities from an image fabricated on social media. But when your life is turned upside down, that can all be taken away from you. When you're on lockdown and there's no place to go, no concerts, no parties, just you alone at home, suddenly you have nothing to post about your life. The fact is, oftentimes the images we create on social media aren't real. You're like the area boys here in East Legon. You take a selfie and you post it. You comment on your own selfie, then you like your own comment. Hey, Charlie, I beg, your story get killing. The truth is, our image is not in how we look or the events we attend. Our image is in God. Our identity is not a job description or a trip to Shanghai or Dubai. Our identity is in Christ. We are only temporary residents here on earth. Our eternal home is with our God. Our eternal, unshakable, never-ending purpose and value and image is all wrapped up in Him. That's why the Bible reminds us in 1 Peter 2.11, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. The Bible tells us we are only temporary residents here on earth. Our true home is in heaven and God is shaking you free from values that are tied up in the world. So let me ask you a question today. Are your values tied up in temporal things or eternal truths? For when you know this life is a vapor, you'll understand this truth today. It's not what you achieve in life that matters most. It's who you become in life. Let me tell you about a man today, and you tell me if he had the right priorities in life or not. Let me describe him for you, and then you can judge if he succeeded at life or if he didn't. 
By the world's standards, this man had three elements that are important to worldly success. First of all, the man I'm talking about had money. He was a clever man and was able to obtain a high-ranking position as chief financial officer in a rapidly growing organization. In addition to that, the man I'm talking about was good at negotiating contracts. In fact, there was one time when he made more money in one day on one contract than many men make in a whole year. But that's not all. This man also had influence. He moved with the top leaders of his nation. He was able to make deals with those leaders and influence them in their decisions. Had he desired to be a politician, it's possible he could have made his way into a prominent and powerful political position. Oh, and he had one more important achievement. This man is famous. His name is known around the world. Well, I'm sure that every one of us today has heard of the man I'm speaking about. So based on the description I've given to you, was this man a success? He had money. He had position, he had power and influence and fame. What do you think? Well, let me tell you his name, and then you tell me if he succeeded in life or not. For the man I'm speaking about is Judas, the disciple who betrayed Jesus. Yes, Judas. Judas had money. He was the treasurer for Jesus and the disciples. He made a contract to betray the Lord and was paid 30 pieces of silver for the act. That was a huge sum of money, enough to buy a field. And Judas had influence. He made a deal with the top leaders of his nation. They knew him and he knew them. And Judas is famous. Here we are nearly 2,000 years later and everyone listening knows his name. But is that success, money, power, fame? Is that our goal in life? Are those the right priorities? See, although Judas had money, he never enjoyed the money he earned. Rather, he threw it down at the feet of the priests when he suffered regret at his betrayal of Christ. And though he had power, there was a limit to his power. When he tried to rescind his betrayal and have Jesus released, those very leaders turned against him and closed the door on his future. And even though we know his name, not one of us would name our son Judas. His name is known, but his name brings shame. Famous, yet despised. Judas is synonymous with betrayal. And there are many people in the world today that would tell you that money and power and fame are what is valuable in life. There are many even in the church today, even some in the pulpit, believe that you can't succeed in life unless you have those three things. Yet Judas had them all, and none of us would call him a success. None of us want to imitate him or end up where he ended. Because even though he had all the things the world is chasing, even though he had all the temporal pleasures, he had a wicked heart and he lacked eternal values. So what are you chasing in life? It's not wrong to go after money or power or fame and success. It's not bad to build your career and establish financial security and seek to be an influence in society. But if you put those things above eternal values, you're doomed to failure. You may get ahead in this life, but you have no hope of eternal life. And all those things you chased will vanish away. You will die grasping three Ghana CDs.
and have no treasure in heaven. That's why the Bible asks us an important question and gives us the important answer. In 2 Peter 3, 11 to 12, listen carefully. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. And that's the question God is asking every one of us during this coronavirus pandemic. Seeing that the world is shakable, seeing that the world is temporary, seeing that our lives are but a breath and a vapor and a shadow, what type of people should we be? What type of lives should we live? For if everything that can be shaken is being removed, what should we do? We must release the temporal so that we can receive the eternal. And that brings us to our third truth today. When you release the shakable, you will receive the unshakable. Here's the powerful promise at the end of our scripture text for today. Hebrews 12, 28 says, we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. Hallelujah. Friend, this is the good news that gives us hope in times of trouble. The world around us may be shaking, but we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The earth and the heavens may be rocking in turmoil, but it's only to get them out of the way to bring in an eternal heaven that will never be moved again. The nations of the world and the governments of men may be in distress, but we have a king who cannot be moved. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. For Malachi 3, 6 says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. He is the creator of the universe. He holds the stars in his hands. He never gets confused, for all wisdom is his. He never feels afraid, for all power is his. He never worries about the future, for the future is in his hands. He's not the great I was. He's the great I am, and he knows tomorrow. He has the times in his hands, and no matter how bad things look, God is on his throne. Oh, the devil may rage, people may doubt, nations may prepare for war, but at the end of the book, Jesus rides victorious and triumphant, and all enemies are under his feet. For his kingdom cannot be shaken, because it is ruled by a king that cannot be shaken. Listen to Hebrews 1, 10 to 12. He also says, In the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. See, God made the heaven and the earth, so he has the power to remove them. But though the temporal is removed, the eternal will never be removed. Though the temporal is turned upside down, the eternal, unshakable kingdom of God can never be turned upside down. And the temporal must be removed to reveal the eternal. Let me reassure you today, there is a good purpose in the shaking. 
It allows the unshakable to be revealed. The kingdoms of this world must be removed to make room for the eternal kingdom of our Lord. The systems of this world must be torn down to make way for the system of our God. And even if your life is turned upside down, if you'll put your faith in God, he will remove the shakable so that you can receive the unshakable kingdom of God. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story from a village in Indonesia called Gampang Pandey. Do you remember the story I told you at the beginning of my sermon about the little girl Mary who was lost in the tsunami in 2004? Well, that same violent storm, the earthquake and the tsunami, swept through a poor village on the coast of Indonesia named Gampang Pandey. The entire village was devastated. It took years for the people to recover from their loss. But what the villagers didn't know was that the storm that brought them sorrow also uncovered a vast treasure. You see, nine years after the storm in 2013, a poor woman was digging for oysters in a swamp near Gampong Pandey. She was in the mud up to her thighs digging through the swamp when suddenly she came upon a chest buried in the ground. When she wiped off the mud and opened the lid, she discovered that the chest was filled with gold coins, hundreds of gold coins valued at millions of dollars. The coins dated back to the year 1200 AD. They had belonged to a wealthy ruler from that area and had been buried with him in his grave when he died. But when the earthquake and the tsunami swept through the village, the graves were unearthed and the treasure was dislodged from its hiding place. The storm had devastated Gampong Pandi, but the storm also brought to the surface the gold treasures. And the same thing is true for all of us. It may seem as if the storm came to devastate you, but God allowed the storm to come so he could uncover the treasure in you. In the middle of the upheaval, when your life turns upside down, God is bringing out a treasure. And if you'll allow God to have his way in you, in the storm, he will bring out gold when it's over. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. The adversity you face is not your adversary, it's your accomplice. For when your faith is tested, you have the opportunity to advance. When you endure the storm in faith, God will produce in you something far greater than if you'd never passed through the storm. That's why God says to us in our scripture text today that we must receive his kingdom. Remember, Hebrews 12, 28 says, we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. In other words, the unshakable and eternal kingdom of God is something you welcome into your life. It's something you take into your heart. You have to take his kingdom inside of you. That's why Luke 17, 21, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Right now, every one of us on earth lives in a physical kingdom. But while our earthly bodies live in an earthly kingdom, God's kingdom lives inside of us who believe in Jesus Christ. Here in Ghana, you live in the Republic of Ghana, but God's kingdom lives in you. And when the unshakable kingdom is established in you, you become unshakable. 
even if the outward kingdoms are turned upside down, you will remain firm. See, friend, I am not going to promise you that the world will be wonderful this year. I'm not going to promise you that in three months or six months, everything will return to normal. I pray it does, but I also believe as the time for Jesus to return gets closer, we're going to see more shaking taking place. God said it. He said he would shake the things that can be shaken. That's why it's so important to receive his unshakable kingdom. This is the time and this is the year for you to rededicate yourself to God and his kingdom. It's the only way for you to become unshakable. And that's God's plan. That's his purpose for your life. Even while everything that can be shaken is shaken, God is building a people who are firmly in his kingdom, who can never be moved and never be shaken. God is raising an army of people filled with faith who will not fear when trouble comes around them. They will not hide in terror, but will rise up with the good news of his kingdom and go forth in his power for his glory. That's why in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. It is the people who obey God, the people who worship him, the people who have faith in their heart. Those are the ones who receive his unshakable kingdom. Those are the people God is building in this day and age. Will you be among the unshakable people in the kingdom of God? You see, 1 John 2.17 tells us the world and everything that people want in it are passing away. But the person who does what God wants lives forever. And you can be the person who does what God wants. You can be the person who lives forever. You can be a part of God's unshakable kingdom. Realize today that this world and everything that people desire in this world is passing away. Right now, God is shaking the world to reveal the difference between the shakable and the unshakable. He's shaking the world and turning it upside down so that he can remove the shakable from your life because he loves you. He wants you to be a part of his unshakable kingdom, and he's calling you today to release the shakable temporal earthly things you've sought after and begin to run after and pursue and desire the unshakable, eternal, heavenly things that you are destined to be a part of. God is working in your life to reveal the unshakable. He's doing it so that you will release the shakable and receive the unshakable. And that's what to do when your life turns upside down. Right now, I want to pray with you. I want to encourage you to pray along with me. If you're at home watching, you can get down on your knees. You can stand your feet and lift your hands. But right now, let's pray and dedicate ourselves to the unshakable kingdom of God. Will you pray with me? Father in heaven, we come before you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you today by faith. We thank you that you are shaking everything that can be shaken. We thank you that you are revealing to us the temporary, unstable nature of this life and of the things we desire in this world. You're doing that so that we can release them from our hearts. So right now, Father, we come before you and release to you every idol we've made in our life, every altar we've set up to the unstable, temporal, 
unshakable things of this world. And we cast those down today and release them from our hearts. And we receive by faith your eternal, unshakable kingdom. Come inside of us, for your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. Let your kingdom come into us today. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in our lives as it is in heaven. We yield ourselves to you and dedicate our lives to you now. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. The hope of God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Avon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here, uh...